BSD Talk number 220. It's Friday, November 30, 2012. This is an interview that I actually recorded a while ago, uh, but unfortunately due to being busy and a little bit of audio problems, I would say, from Skype sort of chopping things up on me, it took me a little while to get it edited and cleaned up. But anyway, I guess better late than never. Here it is. Today on BSD Talk, we're speaking with Eric Oyen. Welcome to the show. Howdy. And uh, I guess, I don't know where, where you are, so uh, where are we speaking you to from? Oh, uh, well, you're speaking to me live and direct from Cactus Pack, Patch Country, also known as Phoenix, Arizona. Oh, good, good. And uh, I'm speaking you, with you today because uh, somebody on a mailing list, uh, I guess, was, was interested in some of the stuff you were trying to do and, and thought it might be nice for uh, me to find out a little bit about some of the setups you're doing, but... I think before we go into those specific topics, I'm interested in just your experiences as a general BSD end user and, and sort of how you came upon the BSDs and, and why you choose to use them. Well, I think I'll answer the second to last first, how I came upon them. A friend of mine actually sent me a purchased copy uh, back when it was uh, OpenBSD 4.2, which is uh, you know, a fair number of years back. And I'd already been a near expert in the Linux operating system where it came to creating firewalls, so I ended up reading how to create firewalls on OpenBSD and found it to actually be a more powerful tool. Um, After that, I've stuck with OpenBSD as much as possible. I was low vision at the time, so I could still see something that was on the screen, but after about two years ago, I went completely total, and um, anymore, if I want to set up OpenBSD, I either require visual help or a custom script, and I haven't figured out the custom script quite yet. And are you using this just in your personal life or also in your work life? I use it uh, in my personal life. It's the house firewall. And you did mention there... Um, some accessibility features that that you were either lacking or looking forward to. So I think that brings us to the specifics of this particular interview, which is, uh, you know, what works for you, what doesn't, and, uh, you know, what what might need to improve. Well, what what might need to improve is, well, having a custom image that can start a speaking interface on startup. Uh, That would really be nice, but that would require driver detection, which means your installation would have to be almost like a live DVD. Uh, I don't know how well that would actually work with uh, OpenBSD developers, but it would be a nice feature to have so that it could detect the proper drivers and go, okay, here's what we got, and uh, then you just hit a key combination and it starts speaking. Uh, Speak up would work great for terminals. Orca is used for uh, most GNOME compatible desktop management environments, and uh, well, desktop management using X on unknown hardware gets a little dicey. So, using SpeakUp in a terminal is probably uh, a bit more preferred. 
And, and how do you find Orca? Are you perhaps like a JAWS user on Windows, or you know, I don't know sort of the comparison. Well, I'm actually a voiceover user on OS X. Uh, and since OS X has Unix as its base, um, which is in a lot of ways related to OpenBSD, I'm not unfamiliar with uh, how OpenBSD works uh, with regards to having a desktop management that, uh, environment that talks like uh, OS X and VoiceOver. So if, if you were on a Mac and you were doing an SSH session into your OpenBSD firewall, then you can take advantage of the voiceover on the Mac in order to interface with OpenBSD. Yeah, yeah, it works quite nicely that way. Though some things I get a little annoyed with, like uh, the screen uh, is only so large, and if you have data that's scrolling past the bottom of the screen and you try to read it, uh, sometimes the thing rereads the previous line on you. That is the problem with most screen readers I've actually found. If there was some way that I could just simply copy-paste all the text into a local document and then read it there directly, that'd be so much better, which I sometimes do. Now, besides a, a firewall, do you ever make a go at uh, trying to use an OpenBSD desktop? Uh, I have once or twice. Setting it up using SSH gets a little tricky because some of the sources actually require at least a minimum X desktop if they're going to detect settings to properly set up. But those are very few packages and generally by then uh, a more advanced user would already have an X desktop in operation. So I'm not entirely sure how I can set up OpenBSD in an X uh, environment in order to get a screen reader like Orca to work. Uh, SpeakUp works okay in terminal mode without X so there really isn't too much difficulty getting that running. Yeah, you know, I, I'm familiar with, with SpeakUp by name only, uh, but I assume uh, it's just a package add away, and then it's just a, a program you run in the, that hangs out in the background and speaks the screen yeah. to you? Yeah, it, uh, it does a screen intercept between uh, what the machine is uh, about to send to the screen, so it just parks itself in the middle. Everything still gets passed to the screen, but SpeakUp reads it too. So it's uh, kind of like, oh, what is that, uh, Soundflower, where you're taking your sound from voiceover and your sound from another uh, source, you're mixing them together and then outputting them to your speakers. Does that require a keyboard with a number pad in order to control it? No, uh, it just requires a standard 105 key keyboard. The number pad is you know, a nice extra feature that's on there in case I need to do anything with it, but for the most part, no. I guess besides uh, SpeakUp and Orca, are there any other, you know, perhaps projects that exist on the Linux side that you're waiting to see ported over to OpenBSD that might be helpful? There are, but I don't know all their names offhand. Uh, the two that I'm familiar with are SpeakUp and Orca, and that's about it. So I guess if you want to go with Orca, then you are looking at the GNOME desktop. Yeah, or any GTK-based desktop that uh, has the accessibility features turned on. Uh, I believe uh, XFACE or XFCE uh, has that ability. Uh, there might be FVWM. Have you found that a lot of the applications as written have all the proper you know, labels for screen readers? Mm, not all, especially on the Linux side about the only apps that 
really are accessible and there are a few of them one of which is Mozilla um, the uh, Thunderbird mail client and the uh, browser at least the version 3.6 stuff I don't know about any of the newer stuff I'm still on the uh, Linux laptop here I'm still running Ubuntu um, uh, it's 10.04 long term service do you find that OpenBSD's, I guess I would say, commitment to command line configuration and very simple configuration files is beneficial for screen reading? Oh, yeah. Uh, very beneficial for screen reading. Uh, I particularly like how Man After Poot's written. I mean, it takes you step by step through everything you need to do. And uh, with uh, an SSH window, I can just scroll down to where I need in it, um, you know, even with a little annoying read duplicate lines sometimes and then just have another SSH session open and edit the files I need right then and there. Do you ever uh, help out other people or, or try and uh, advocate for OpenBSD uh, among your friends? Uh, yeah, I do, they... especially in the local Linux community um, because sometimes uh, there are things that OpenBSD can do that Linux kind of finds hard. Writing firewall scripts is... Uh, a major pain in the butt in uh, IP tables. It's a lot more complicated than it is with PF. PF, at least, you've got a, a dedicated layout and everything has to go in its proper order or it isn't going to work. And what kind of hardware are you running it on and I guess what versions? Are you always sort of running the latest thing or do you hang back and just let it run? Oh, I hang back a little. Um, right now I'm at uh, version 5.0 it's on a 900 megahertz AMD Athlon you know, really old equipment uh, with a couple of network interfaces and a small hard drive besides routing packets and doing firewalling are you doing any VPN stuff in and any of that other fun stuff uh, not at this time uh, though I would like to get VPN set up uh, I've got a couple of uh, wireless access points in the house and uh, personally I'd uh, like to have those more secure than you can be with the uh, onboard encryption and when, when you were getting to learn OpenBSD where did you go you know I guess how did you figure it all out and were you mostly on the mailing list or was the online documentation good enough for you well I used a combination of online documentation uh, sometimes reading what was in the mailing list picking the brains of a few other friends who use OpenBSD a lot, and generally reading the man pages. Uh, if, there wasn't, uh, if there was something that I didn't understand in there, I'd probably go and do a Google search on it. And for people that might be interested in jumping into OpenBSD, do you have any advice for them, uh, things to try, things to avoid? Well, first rule, don't be afraid to experiment. If you mess something up, a wipe and reinstall is very easy to do. It doesn't take very long to set up either. So, yeah, the the installer is about as plain text as you can get. So I, I imagine if if you can like redirect it to something like a serial port and you had a you know a, a that's very easy to do in OpenBSD. Uh, in fact, if I had a uh, uh, well, there's a device that. Uh, can output to either an SSH session or a serial port. I think there's a couple of devices they act as a uh, uh, as a screen grabber or screen buffer uh, 
for most of older PCI slot machines. And you can either SSH into this device, or if you have a serial port on your machine, which I don't currently have on my Mac, uh, then you can just simply open up a COM terminal uh, into that serial port and read everything that's going on there. Yeah, I was really lucky. Um, I was fishing through some, some old equipment that was being thrown out, and I found a small USB to serial adapter. And uh, it happened to use a chipset that's still supported by the vendor for Mac. Oh, wow. Yeah. I wish I could come across one of those. <laughs> yeah, it's a tiny little thing. And, and so I can plug it into a serial port, and then um, you know from the Mac terminal, I can just run a screen session. And you can uh-huh. tell screen to attach directly to, a, you know, dev, TTY, USB, whatever it's called. Uh, and that way I can get, get right into uh, serial ports. So that, that was a neat little find. Yeah. Uh, I really wish I could find one of those devices because, uh, you know, I could plug it into a USB port here and, and uh, go to town with uh, some of my ham radio programming that still uses the old COM port setup. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's harder and harder to find machines with serial ports, and, and OpenBSD does make it pretty easy. I mean, at some point you need somebody to type whatever few commands at the boot to redirect to the serial port, but after that you're done. Yeah, you know the basic setup and uh, uh, typing to, you know, redirecting the serial port. But with a screen grabber device, all that's taken care of in house. It's already automatically outputted to the uh, serial device that. Uh, uh, is acting as your screen buffer. Can you talk a little more about a screen grabber device? I'm not familiar with what that is. Uh, well, they're a specialized kind of hardware card. They act like a um, standard graphics display to the system, uh, except that it's a text graphics display, and uh, it takes that uh, text and it outputs it on a serial port or on a network interface. Uh, there are daughterboard management devices for specific server-grade uh, motherboards that allow you to do this, so you can actually SSH in uh, to that device, and you can even go into the um, the firmware setup on that machine, uh, basic input output system BIOS. I never could quite pronounce that word right, <laughs> and uh, you can even go into there, but. Um, uh, for the standard PCI slot screen grabber device, all it's really going to do is uh, act like a serial interface, either via SSH or just via a serial port, uh, and allow you to see the system as it's booting up. And again, that's that point, it doesn't rely on drivers from the operating system because it's just emulating a very basic video yeah. card. That's all it's doing. Neat. So are there any... Uh, Upcoming features, I don't know how much you follow uh, current or snapshots of, of OpenBSD that you're looking forward to trying out. I don't typically like messing with snapshots too much because uh, if I run into a problem and I can't SSH into the machine, I'm kind of stuck. Hmm. Uh, I have been uh, reading a few things on the OpenBSD list where Theo actually responded back to one guy going, Are you freaking crazy? Uh, you, know, you got that from a vendor already pre-installed. Why uh, come whine to me about it? Mm. You know, and he's right. I mean, uh, you know, if you read all the the materials in there, there are disclaimers of warranty. Yeah, you know, the software is packaged as is, with sources included. If any breakages occur, it's 
not his problem. Yeah. It really isn't. Now, if it's a bug, yeah, I could see where you go, oh, well, yeah, we need to fix that. And he'll hand it over to the devs and say, take a look at this. Well, that's neat. So I, I don't know whether we've uh, covered all the topics there and whether or not there was anything else you might want to let people know about uh, your use of OpenBSD or any accessibility issues. Yeah. Well, as far as OpenBSD goes, um, I kind of like what it can do, especially as far as firewalling, uh, because you can actually set it up as either a bridge or just a direct firewall. You know, bridge is invisible, uh, to most of your IP traffic. Uh, it just sits there and acts as, okay, point A, point B, the bridge is in the middle, and it can uh, filter on lower layer stuff. Uh, and your standard firewall just simply routes packets as well as making sure nobody gets in where you don't want them to go. And uh, you know, one of the other features I discovered with OpenBSD a long time ago, and this is back when I was running a Linux host box with VMware, and I'd have uh, VMware guests running on that host box, and one of them was OpenBSD acting as a firewall. Told the external interface, no, you answer to this VM. And I had one interface on the VM, OpenBSD is the outside interface, and another interface on an inside bridge that the, uh, that the host machine would you know, go to that bridge as far as routing to the outside net, so would every other guest. Turned out to be a very powerful little firewall system all in one box. I do like the ability to bring up interfaces and firewall rules real quick. It's, it's yeah. definitely great for that. Oh, yeah. You, you can flush either the inside or the outside interface on the firewall, uh, you know, one or the other, or both, or load a new set of rules from a file. Uh, in fact, I think there's even a universal plug-and-play um, daemon that you can set up that would add and remove uh, tables as needed. Mm. All right, well, thanks again, and um, good luck with all your adventures in the BSD world. Okay, Thank thanks you. a bunch. Sure. If you'd like to leave comments on the website or reach the show archives, you can find them at bsdtalk.blogspot.com. And if you'd like to send me an email, you can reach me at bitgeist at yahoo.com. That's B-I-T-G-E-I-S-T at yahoo.com. Thank you for listening. This has been BSD Talk number 220.